What's up? Good morning, peoples. Good morning. Marcus Griffin here in his confessions from an addict. Why just talk and be free? You know what I, I hope? I hope somehow these recordings. I look I, I look at the hopefully these recordings can find a place somewhere. Find a place with somebody touch somebody or just take somebody away from their pain or perhaps just captivate someone to go in a different direction. Can't explain what I'm feeling right now. I'm watching this Andy Kaufman and is told through Jim character Jim Jim character Jim Carrey. I must say this because he played the character Andy Kaufman. He played a bunch of characters in this documentary, so to speak. I always enjoyed that movie too, uh, Man on the Moon. If you haven't seen it, check it out. And it's just so interesting to watch Jim Carrey speak. To speak with such feeling. You know, and it's it's like I don't want to say <laughs> it's interesting with who I am, the things I'm feeling. It's like I talk day to day with friends, and. If someone could unlock that, that one mode of just being able to get out of your way as a human being, I think that's the toughest part for addicts, that struggle. It's just getting out of our own way. And the difficult thing is we see it. We see what triggers us. We see what it is that makes us happy. We don't know if it's possible. Then we get glimpses and taste of it. It's not always dark, it's not always painful. We get times of a smile or a laugh that comes upon us or just as moments of bliss but for us, it either seems short-lived or it just doesn't feel right. It's not what we're accustomed to. I had a weird feeling today. And as I think about mental health and everything that's going on in my life, I remember I went to get some therapy. And as I'm talking to the therapist... She says that uh, I might be bipolar. An interesting thing about getting, can't say diagnosed or assessed, because she's not like she ran some psychotic analyst. I don't even know how they test for mental disorders, but I know she said, you know, you could see a psychiatrist and they can, um, 
run some tests to see. I don't, I'm not sure. But ever since he said it, I'm, I, I try to pay attention to these feelings. And today was just strange. Today is strange because it's excitement and excited emotion. Like I'm anxious. And then immediately just, it's like waves is going, like everything's just going up and down. Just waves of like emotions of happiness and down and sad and looking at everything through like, like a window that is just all like hand printed and blurry. I want to do a podcast last week. I just want to talk about breaking down kind of what's real. Because in my mind, everything at times seems distorted. You know, it's like I've lost some friends here and you get this whole assessing the whole situation. It's like I lost some friends. Some of it's most of this majority of due to my actions and then when I assess everything I wonder if they really were friends I know I'm not making any sense sometimes I get on here just to make sense <laughs> this is what I look to do I try to make sense of things just by talking it out I was outside having a cigarette and just thinking to myself, just how amazing the human body is to either snap back the mind, you know, even, you know, like for, like, for example, you know, when you're drugged up, you think you're in control, but you're not. You're under the influence of some type of substance. Then you come down. But all the things you were thinking about while you're under the influence, they hit you. And you wonder, is it the substance that controlling your mind to bring up this pain, to bring up this suffering? Because you can't escape it. And then you come back down to reality, to the people that do love you, the people that do kind of bring that joy to your life. You even come to the things that you that brings you joy, you know. No, I have flashbacks when I was younger. Like there is such innocence to me, such that I, I was a I was good. <laughs> Time period where I was just wanted to be nice and wanted to have friends. This, you know, I'm only child. I don't have any brothers, sisters growing up really. I mean, I knew my sister briefly. And it's like you ask yourself, you wanted these friends, you wanted these people around you, people that do love you for you and you love them and share all these times and whatnot. And then it's like you just ask, why, why would I do these things to mess it up so bad? Where did I go so fucking wrong? Then from there, it goes to images when I would, for whatever reason, it was just images of my father and mother fighting. 
for whatever reason, when they were arguing and fighting, I was always on the floor looking up. And it was weird because it was like I wasn't there, but I was there. And that's what I mean about the mind. It's like you could be present, but almost step outside yourself and examine this whole scene that's going on. And what's weird about it, I never heard, I never could pick out what they're arguing about. It's like everything just went silent, but you could tell through the facial expressions, through the hand gestures, through the emotions, through the anguish that was on my mother's face, through the kind of like zombie appearance that my father had. That you know it was, you know, it was about getting some money, wanting some money, going out again. Just this. This this it's this sight that just never leaves me. And it's always just this the one argument. And it's crazy because it's like you being five or six, being young, you just it's it's weird how it could just go silent. You know, like on a television program and do that, but you it's still going on. I think that just stands out because it's the understanding that we just cycle through to this next phase and it's like cut to 30 years later and now it's my mother and I having those same scenes in this relationship that's so broken but yet at the same time there's so much love to where you wonder just like I said what's real I don't know if anybody can relate. That's the unfortunate thing. I don't think, I don't know if anybody can relate. And we all have been through some type of childhood trauma. And yet, the ones that, the ones that break through and make, you know, the ones that break through, get their success or what have you, just, it's just, it's, it's amazing. And I think it's these, these, these feelings that I'm feeling, I just, if I could be honest, I don't know if I'm going to find my amazing. You know? Like I ran out of it. <laughs> like I ran out where, no, it was, it was amazing then. And even then it's like, was that a facade? Was that a facade of everything that I thought was kind of a huge deal? <laughs> I never forget, and I want everybody to remember this. It, I mean, if my young child is lit, could ever hear these recordings, I just hope that she works hard now. So many, so many times, I just hear. The same message getting repeated from my father. Just do it now because it's much harder then. It's much harder. Do it then because it's much harder now. Do it when you're young. As he says, I know you, boy. You're going to wait till you're older and then you have to work twice as hard. That's why it's crazy with this whole thing of depression because it's like, are people depressed because they haven't worked hard to fulfill something in their life? Or is it just that hard to get up to fulfill something? If that makes sense. 
like before they even get a chance that depression sets in is there already something just wrong with them just genetically and I don't know one of the messages I just feel for anyone that hasn't felt love and at the same time I feel for anyone that hasn't had the opportunity to give love I wanted to give love. I did, and I don't know if the pain superseded that. I don't know if just that vengeful nature that comes with, you know, being heartbroken or being mistreated or just not being properly loved. I really feel for it. And these emotions, it's almost like it explains my whole being. Because I feel like in my time, I've been loved so much. At the same time, I've caused so much hate through my actions. And I don't know what you can, what you can if it's overcomable. Hate seems strong. Anger seems strong. Pain seems just just getting over that pain. Just seems it's it's always seems so insurmountable. So I try to be responsible on here and be always uplifting. Trying to uplift myself, trying to just convince me that there's still time to make it. There's still time to live your dreams, have your dreams come true, still time to make your dreams come true. And I'm just in this stagnant state. Like on here, I'm almost like this is my confession of giving up. Quitting. It's funny how hard it is to quit the bad behavior, but so easy to quit on doing the right shit. When the right shit is more known than the bad. No one, no one ever. I don't know. I'm about to say, no one ever needs to justify good shit. Or at least they shouldn't. No one should have to justify. No one should have to justify, well, that homeless person was hungry, so I gave him a dollar. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure we do. You know, they were crying, so I gave him a hug. I, I, don't, I, don't, I just don't know. I mean, it's just... I want to make sense of it all. Character is a motherfucker. Do you just, are you just born with it? I think my character was just
created just out of, you know, you create this character and then this character protects you. I think my character was created out of protection. That's why it's always so confusing. As bad as I am, it's like, why well, I, I created this to protect me so I'll never be hurt. created this character so that problem with it to create this character to, to never be hurt is so you know what hurt is you know what pain is but yet you're the one who causes most of the pain around so I, I, I don't I don't know how to describe what it is why it is I do what I do Is it as simple to say I'm hurting? Is it as simple to say I'm in pain? I take it here though. I take it here because I don't. It's something beautiful. As funny as this is going to sound to me. Something beautiful knowing ain't too many people listening but you. So maybe I'll actually play back this episode to myself. Because really. We don't really have to hurt anymore. So I'm talking to myself. We really don't have to hurt anymore. If there is some addicts that ever get this recording, I think that's the one thing to get over the addiction and get over the pain is you don't really have to hold on to it. It doesn't fuel you. Doesn't make you better. Doesn't make you any stronger. It's almost what I want to tell my mom. I, for years, it was just seeing her be so strong, bragging on stories of what she overcame. And you could just see it in her face where it's like, there's this want to say, I wish I never went through it. I wish I never put myself in that position to have to feel and overcome what I overcame. If she overcame it. I mean, sure, this success. Very successful woman, very smart woman, very strong woman. But with pain to me is tension and everybody just with that is just so wound up, so tight. I don't want to be wound up tight anymore. I don't want to have these range of emotions that just constantly circling each other. Like sharks in the water about to circle in for the kill, except like, (laughs) you know, where they're trying to assess like, what is it that I want to eat to, what is is in these waters that I got to kill off? Then you just feel feed these sharks drugs. You feed these these sharks in the water just so it just chum, just so it just just to research it, just to see how they circle, just to see how they're gonna attack. 
you want to see it, but you want to keep them out bay. You know, you don't want to, you don't want to be, you know, part of their next kill. That's how these emotions feel, though. These emotions just peak up. It's like, we're going to destroy your being. <laughs> I faked the funk for a long time. Oh, that's so cliche, fake the funk. Like, I, I, it's not fake. It, it was, it was working. This time around, it was working. My speech was really starting to be back to its innocent self. Back to that, I Nah, I've lost, but I, I wanna I wanna love better. I wanna if I could be a positive voice, if I could be an inspiration to somebody, if I could be, you know, kind. I don't even know if people use words like that anymore. Kindness. Is anyone kind? Are you kind? Kind to shake a stranger's hand. Kind to play a compliment to a, someone you don't know. Or even someone you do, just reach out to the blue, be kind to them. Like, can you just tell someone you don't know you love them just because they're another human being like yourself? Can you tell yourself you love you? Things that you may find weird. Like people find, I, I think, you ever ask someone, you know, you could be smiling. Why are you smiling? Why are you so happy? And you should smile. No matter so weird. The easy, you should love you. You should be kind to you. You should be speaking to you in a gracious manner. And that's the weird shit. It's weird to be likable to yourself from where I'm at. For what today is. Being deep in thought is the most beautiful thing. I, <laughs> I feel like, you know. I feel like I, 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 I'm, I'm like Einstein looking at me like, what makes you, what is it going to take? Then I'm at that point, like, what is it going to take for you to evolve into what you're supposed to be? Or what is it going to take for you to just admit that you have already evolved and this is all that you're going to be? Scares us? Does that does that scare you? 
We don't know what we're going to do about it, though, right? Even with the fear. I always admire people that without knowing, and I don't mean that without the knowing if something's going to work. I meant the without knowing they, they get up. Without knowing how bad or good something is, they continue. As if they don't even, as if it's not bad. I would like to be that. I would like to be in that place where everyone isn't in my head. This picture that I'm picturing, everyone isn't staring, isn't doubting, isn't literally, you know, it's like literally hearing the whistle, like, you know, you're not that good. Literally hearing conversations of disdain or dislike for me or telling me what's the point, telling me who do you think you are, telling me. It's not going to work. You know, that's why I, I stare at other. I, I'm, I'm like, no one. How do you, you know? That doesn't happen. I like to maybe ask some individuals, you know, maybe that's what I'll do. Maybe that'd be my other avenue on this self-discovery. Just just walking up to somebody like, do, do the voices do you do you do you hear your peers having conversations about you at all throughout the day or what makes you go? It's been my biggest struggles because I just I tell myself. Now, I know that's the answer in itself. Like, I tell myself I'm not good enough. But then at the same time, I'm like, no, I know I'm good enough. I know what's in me. I've seen some of the things I've done that's what's in me. Why am I, why am I here telling myself I'm not good enough? Past insecurities, past the, you know, maybe it's the, I know I'm going to fail. Whatever voice that is is saying that, that you get, it's this yin and yang that's a mug to me. Like it's, I know I'm not going to fail if I apply myself. I'm not good enough to apply myself. Like it's just the strangest thing. I don't know. I don't know if there's anyone that's felt like this. This is just, just, just Tuesday on a Confessions from an Addict. I'm going to share it. Because I know. This too shall pass. can't fast forward right I want to fast forward I want to fast forward to 
the stage. I want to fast forward to the respect. And even is that, if that is that wrong? Because that's what I'm saying. I don't know if my peers don't respect me. I don't know if in this craft that I'm pursuing of comedy, if people don't think I'm funny. I don't know if people enjoy my material. I don't know. But it, then what is, why does that fuel me? Why does that fuel me that I'm like, they're going to respect me when they see my name on that stage? Let me just, just need to leave that out. I need to respect me when I see myself on that stage. I need to know that I'm good enough to have something that is great now. I want to be a millionaire. I can't even say it. You got to say a lot of her. I want to be a millionaire. I want to be a millionaire in comedy. I want to have property. I want to have a nice car. I thought I wanted a BMW. I thought I wanted a BMW. Then I drove a BMW while we are in Hawaii. And maybe because it's not my car. We went with the uh, Tory. Toby. Something with a T. It was nice. First day we drove a 5 Series. Second day we drove a 3 Series. And I pretended like I knew what. Both of those cars were and why they're called series is my girlfriend asked. And I'm like, ah, they won the championship three years in a row. I, I don't know. We just driving the car. But it was nice. <laughs> it's nice to pretend. And maybe that's just where it's at. Maybe it's the starting to pretend that this is your life. And you work towards making it real. This can be real. This is my Tuesday. Tuesday, let's see. I always like to have some type of I, was, I call it Truthful Tuesday. I thought that was Truthful Thursday. Um, time Capsule Tuesday. <laughs> but yeah. Um, don't, hold, don't hold my solemn tone. This is me trying to just subtly break through the, the mental airwaves on some... Like, this is me playing jazz with my voice. Like, I just want it everywhere. I just want to say, you know, to the voices. I just want to say to the listeners, just to the, you know, that we come to the realness, realness of us. That all the images of pain and suffering, may they just slowly evaporate may all your last times be your last time may all your new beginnings have middle accomplishments 